We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. I literally wore it like the next day. It, it, I love I, that. I love that you loved it. He handed me the shirt and I opened it up and I was like, I don't know who any of these girls are on this shirt, but this is it's anime girls. And of course, yeah. like this makes sense that he would give it to me. And I was like, what show is this from? And we looked it up. It was from a show. The show is literally called Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and so I started it like that night after the movie. I was like, I have to check this out and just see what I what I'm getting myself into. And it's exactly <laughs> what you think. Like it is, it is so much just fan service. But like I was like enthralled, not with the fan service, but like with the plot that was being developed. I was like, yeah, okay, I could definitely watch more of this. And it's only like 24 episodes, so like it's low commitment. I'll go ahead and and knock that out really quick yeah. but what i'm more interested in knocking out right now is um i haven't started succession but you have been t- hyping it up for like I a love minute it. the the premiere of the first episode um of season four their last season was last night uh nine o'clock i was waiting on hbo max refreshing it finally it came on it was it was everything we wanted it's so good. How many episodes are there like in each season? There's like, it, it's around 10 episodes. I'm pretty okay. sure they stick to just 10 episodes. Pretty low commitment. Yeah. yeah. Low it's commitment. only three seasons and one episode of the fourth season. And it is, you will, they're all about an hour long. So okay. You, you know, they, they are longer episodes. That's fine. But you will get sucked in. It, like to me, I started it and it was a show like I could not stop. Like I just had to roll through it and. I, I mean, it's one of my favorite TV shows. I've heard yeah. phenomenal things. Like, I mean, I mean, from you and uh, film Twitter says that yeah. it's that it's it's great, and it seems like Brian. What is it? What's his name? Brian Cox is like really leaned into Insane. his character. Yeah, he is so good. All of them are. Jeremy Strong, yeah, who, uh, plays a uh, not low Kendall Roy, is amazing. He like. From watching Succession, I'm now like looking into other movies he's into. Like I'm watching movies he's in. I think he's in The Gentleman. He is. That's no, a he good, is. That's a good movie. You he's should so, check he's out. So good. He was in uh, Armageddon Time that came out this past year yeah, with uh, yeah. Anne Hathaway, and that, he was pretty good in that too. Yeah, nice. I, I, I like that guy. Yeah. I, did, I love everybody that's in the show, so I definitely yeah. want to want to sit down and just check it out. It, I, I have HBO Max, so I mean... I've only heard good things. Me, I have it's nothing great. to add, though. Lo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because getting you to watch a TV show is like pulling teeth. Literally. Yeah, unless it's Star Wars related. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Then I'll binge it. I couldn't believe we got you through The Sopranos. Like, that, yeah. to this day, will shock me to no end. <laughs> yeah, that... that I've, I've tried to watch other HBO shows, uh, and I just can't get through it. I don't know why. <laughs> Which is weird, because you'll watch, like, a four-hour movie, no problem. Yeah, but, like, no problem at all. No problem. A TV show, Literally. which could be four hours in total, you're like, ooh, that's commitment right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is. I don't know why. I don't know why. Now, I will say there's not many TV shows that would wrap up in like four hours. So it's like... I get that. There are like, a lot of what, TV shows like, do you, do I really want to start this commitment that may last the next nine years? Yeah. 
Right. It's a bit of a gamble. Like, a, like a, at least when it's like a four-hour movie, you're like, well, I know that this is it's over. They'll do a sequel, yeah. but I don't have to think about that for a couple of years. Whereas a TV show, it's like, well, that was a lot of my time, and I'm gonna yeah. have to do this whole process again next year. <laughs> yeah, next year, right? I mean, I, I I don't know why. Just like once again, the thing that works for me is Star Wars and like everything else. I don't. It's just cartoons. I have a better chance of watching all the way through, but. That's just because you can throw it on, like, it's same thing with, like, It's Always Sunny. I'm, yeah. If they could make seasons for the rest of my life, I would love that. Now, what's so funny is, like, a world that you love, yeah. which, which is TV shows, and a world that I love, which is Evil Dead had a baby, but you would not like that TV show, probably. No. And I love that TV show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. I, yeah, I know you do. I would probably hate that TV show. You probably would, but I love it. The new, so when good. does the new movie come out? Next month. It's soon. Next month. Next dude. month is going to be a good month of movies. Yes. I'm saying, man. We have I'm so ready. I think the uh, Super Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid is coming Next month. Oh. Yeah. That Michael Jordan one, The Air, which, I mean. Yeah. I'm Air is a, apparently, like, phenomenal. The I'm excited. And I honestly, Ben Affleck directing, always yeah. a hit. Like, yeah, I, we'll, yeah. See, we'll see how it is. I mean, I'm See, I'm that's ready. how I feel. And I feel like there are a lot of people in, especially film Twitter, that aren't of that opinion. No, and man. I love Ben Affleck. I love directing, like, especially. I love Ben Affleck, and yeah, he's a he's a good director. And the yeah. movie, like, uh, like I will say, I hate Matt Damon. That is the one thing I, that, that <laughs> I have going against it. I, think I get that. Though. He's such a prick, and <laughs> he's like, such a prick. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever knew about this or if you've ever seen anything about this, but Jimmy Kimmel and him have like a weird like hatred for each other. I don't know if it's like a bit or if it's like real, <laughs> but like. Apparently, like they were, I think that he was like he dated, like I think Matt Damon like married or dated Sarah Silverman, and Jimmy Kimmel was married to Sarah Silverman, and like there's a weird point of contention there. And my mom's like obsessed with this feud. She'll like every now and again be like, "You won't believe what happened 10, 20 years ago on on Jimmy Kimmel's show with Matt Damon," and it'll be like they there was like an episode where like they had they announced that Matt Damon was the special guest, and they had him come on at like like two minutes before the show ended. And when Matt Damon sat down, Jimmy Kimmel was like, "Sorry, that's all the time we have for the day." What? Yeah, like it's it's I don't know if it's a bit or what, but yeah, like, whatever it is, it almost so seems like a bit. It does. It really, really does. I don't. I mean, I just I don't know. But regardless, yeah. I hate Matt Damon, but uh, I do love Ben Affleck. And Air looks like a genuinely good movie. Yeah. And Viola Davis, come on, a movie about Michael Jordan, the movie about the Air Jordan, like Inception. That sounds fucking sick. Very sick. What yeah. could go wrong? What? Yeah. yeah, I do definitely agree. Um, but I'm not entirely sold on. I think premise he, right now. Yeah, I, like I'm a big sports fan. I, I even like already know what this movie is going to be about. Like right. I've I've seen documentaries about how the Jordan One was made and how Nike signed Michael Jordan. Like mm-hmm. I probably know more than this movie is going to tell me. Yeah, and I'm still so excited because it's going to be a fucking should be a good ass story, good ass time. Jason Bateman's in it as well, and I think he's hilarious. Yeah. So I, I think this could be a really funny like movie like that that. Also has a lot of fan service. That's all that I want. It's just, it's just <laughs> a, good, a good time at the movies, bro. That's yeah. all that I'm looking for at the end of the day. Very but yeah, dude, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Air, King. and then it, there, there's another title that I, I think Paint is coming out. I think Paint is coming Wilson. out as well. Yep. Yeah. And then we keep on mentioning, like funny enough, we mentioned this in the last episode too. Uh, Jedi Survivors coming out. <laughs> That's a video game, but yeah. Man, I saw a preview for that when we went and saw Scream Six. Over the Which weekend. is so funny that 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 they would even put that 
in the theaters. But that's like the before the big trailers. Yeah. But it was like anybody can pay. But bro, we did see Scream 6. Uh, don't know oh, if I would recommend it. I mean, but personally, it Very wasn't, it wasn't the worst it. sequel. It wasn't the worst sequel. Not the worst sequel. And I will say that the intro to Scream 6 is one of the best intros I've ever seen the Scream franchise I do. Agree. But holy God, did that movie fall off the minute the title card came on. Oh. As soon as the title card was on and the movie like really started, it was just like, oh, this is like yep. not necessarily unbearable, but I'm just like... I'm over it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't, and the night, the night before we went to the, because we, we went to the, the movies and saw it, and the night before we did that, I was at, um, I was here at the house, and we had Molly's cousin and her partner stay with us for the weekend, and we watched Scream 5, and I was like, I need to prepare myself for this, because, like, I don't want to watch this movie, <laughs> and I got, like, I'm a lightweight now, because I don't drink anymore, and I had, like, two glasses of Jack and Coke, and I was, like, blind i was like i feel like i blinked and that movie was over and i was oh just like man this shit. movie like even going in fast forward apparently this movie is still awful like i right. still hate this movie and i think that scream 6 does this thing does like this whole like meta thing which all the scream movies do but i'm just like how many movies are you gonna do like this where i'm just gonna have to take these meta jokes and how many times am i gonna go see a movie where it's going to make fun of me for being in the theater for this movie <laughs> And the first one, the last one did it too, where they were just like, people that are on Letterboxd are cringe. And then they did it again with this, where it's just like, I'm talking about real people that love movies, not people that just have a Letterboxd account. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely saying a lot. Um, I thought that some parts were, were good. Some parts were just like... It literally mentioned hell. Letterboxd? Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. That's kind of cool. Letterbox is on the up. No, man, that's meta. You're getting sucked into the meta tube. Like, you can't be part of the metaverse, man. Dude, according to Scream, yeah, no. Letterbox is probably it. my most used social media app now. Honestly, I'm at this always point. always check in Letterbox. Yeah. I, I would agree. It. I love Letterboxd. Letterbox is has definitely, like, changed the whole game of, like, watching movies. Seriously. Well, especially, like, logging movies. Because, like, you used to be able to do that. Or, I mean, you, you, you can still do it on IMDb. But it's just... I think that it's just so clean just to have it the way Letterboxd has it. It's very you can't do very a whole easy. lot with it, but yeah. But I think you could do the exact amount that you really need to do with it. You can yeah. rate the movie, watch the movie, give it a review. Yep, works out perfectly. That's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah I like I like having a social media app designed around Movies. that interaction. And uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Letterboxd. Thank you for giving us your app. Joey's a pro. A pro. I just saw it today. So. I was like, you're a letter on Letterboxd. You're, you're paying for a Letterboxd? I, it's $20 a year. And I actually think it adds, a. there's like a lot to it I, I love. How so? Like you can get um, anything on your watch list whenever it becomes available on any streaming service. You get a notification that that movie oh, shit. is available on that. Uh, on that streaming service and okay. you okay what streaming services it tells you and so it's just the ones you have and uh, uh, what's some other things like oh you can put banners on your profile or like you can yeah. pin reviews on your profile mm -hmm. I thought that was does pro let you change the posters is that no what? that's Patreon it's Patreon man I wanted I, I'm not man fuck that. you letter I'm not there <laughs> yeah but the pro I like the pro and there's no ads that is a I plus. The amount of times I accidentally click on ads is yeah. so goddamn annoying. And, and $20 a year? Like, I was like, yeah, that's If nothing. it was like $5 a month, I would have been like, hell no. Yeah, yeah that's, that's But true. it was $20 a year. Yeah. I'm like, 
I can do that. Yeah, that's I like can a, afford that. It's like a dollar and ten I, a month. <laughs> and it's, it's doable. To me, it was like definitely justified because of how much I use the app. I'm like, and then don't you don't you also get um, organization on your profile for like your most watched actor and your oh most yeah, you know director. your year and your year and review you get. Yeah, you can access that at any time. Really? Pro, so you can also know I can like fix it. I can also to be to be perfectly honest, it's a dollar sixty seven a month. A dollar sixty seven. That's nothing. Like that's 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 Literally. nothing. I would totally pay that. All right, I might have to. I might yeah, have to I, make some considerations and here. People can see that you're pro. That's true. <laughs> Honestly, like when you it's see that pro, you're like, oh shit, this guy the, like watches this. Movies. Yeah, like he's he he's paying for the app, so he must yeah. be into it. He's yeah. in it. Yeah, I felt like one guy that's a bit like a patron, and I'm always just like, "Holy shit, this guy must love." I follow movies. so many random ass people on that app. Like, so I have like a lot. Like, I have to scroll to see what you guys have seen. That. Are you serious? That's crazy. Yeah, but it's a lot of unique reviews, and I've actually found a, quite a bit of movies just based on people yeah. that I do not know. Just because, like, you you tend to find like the people who have similar opinions. That you do, especially when you have your favorites, yeah. And you look at their favorites, like there's this one dude, his like favorite, one of his favorites movies is uh Francis Haw, and I was like, all right, I'm definitely following, following. this guy. And uh, nice. so like it, you know, you find some movies you didn't really know about, and I'm like, oh wow, this is. But it's through like, people who seem to have the same connections, yeah, to the for same sure. Movies you love, yeah. I, I, I agree. That's why I like the app a lot yeah. too. It's cool to see someone who has like a bunch of David Lynch stuff in their yeah. top and. It's fun. I follow this one guy whose favorite movie is Norbit. Unironically, it's Norbit. Nice. Okay. And he's, he's made like a very compelling argument to the point that I'm like, maybe I need to watch Norbit again. <laughs> like, I did not like Norbit, but the there's Eddie a Murphy movie? The Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> cinematic universe Norbit. His favorite movie. His fa- his, not like his one of his, it is his like undeniable favorite movie is Norbit. That is crazy. Okay. You can meet anybody on the on on, on, on Letterbox. It's seriously. true. He runs like a Twitter account that's just like it's literally just like the craziest screenshots from Letterbox, and like what the first one was the 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 one that was the Joker that was like this happened to my yeah. buddy Eric like and it was it was shit like that. <laughs> it just has progressively gotten so funny that it's <laughs> almost become that. the best part of my day. Where like I see a poster, and I'm like, yes, let's go. That's something awesome. is something good is gonna happen next. Did you see today? I think it was literally like. Two, one or two hours ago, they announced that they're doing a live action remake of the Aristocats with Questlove as the director. I did see that. What? There was a parody. There's a parody Wait, account no. called Dis Disbussing Films. I love that. And like, oh, and I they posted that. that like a month ago. I was like, that's funny. And then that, then Disgusting Film announced it today, and he was like, "You people called me insane. You said I was a madman." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this fucking sucks." <laughs> that's insane, dude. Also, like Disbussing is. One of the funniest pages. But they always get me. I swear that every now and then I'm like, what? There's no way this is happening. (laughs) I literally retweet stuff that that's like the most absurd. Yeah. It's so funny. I know for a fact that somewhere on this show I was like, disgusting film has really dipped. They've been posting nonsense recently. (laughs) It took like a month and I was like, it's disbussing film. My gosh. It's just something completely different and it's still still so fucking funny every time I see (laughs) it. It's so good. And it's funny because they don't have to change the DF logo. It no. still is disgusting. Which is, what, yeah. which is where they get you. Yeah. <laughs> it looks the same exact. It throws right. me off every time. And one, But like I, I'm a little more 
privy to it now. Like there was one that was like Bob Odenkirk cast as the bomb in Oppenheimer, and I was yeah. like, what the hell? What the Does the bomb have a line in Oppenheimer? Like it's <laughs> that Bob Odenkirk is doing. Yeah, like I would have it no other way, but I don't know why this is here. I love it. <laughs> what amazing. a weird pick too. Like yeah. to, to voice the bomb. <laughs> Lysinophile is another. Lysinophile is great. Lysinophile yeah. has been having a, a field had a field day during the Oscars. Oh my! God. <laughs> that's Mister. That's Mister mm. Director Award winner Zack Snyder to you. So good. <laughs> so good. Speaking of Zack Snyder, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser, a podcast yeah. where all you incel listeners are gonna go hell yeah during this episode uh we're doing another snyder episode we all got together and watched uh watchmen i think matt here got to watch the director's cut i did i had to watch me and joey i think watched the flaccid cut that's on hbo max and then to chase that to chase that down we watched uh michelle gondry's the green hornet (laughs) so we're back with another michelle gondry movie which i did not know when we picked this movie really yeah (laughs) i have no idea i had no idea now watching the movie i see i'm like oh yeah I'm like, same guy who did Science of Sleep? The one and only. The, the one and only. Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry. <laughs> yep, one and only. The the guy that did the chair skit in Tokyo. What was it? Tokyo? Was yeah. The, yeah. That Which I guy. thought was unique. And then, I don't know. It's like some... We'll get into this. We'll definitely. Like, yeah, we need yeah. to save our thoughts because I got thoughts. So, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell Welcome, yeah. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, so other than Scream 6, what you guys been watching this week? Fuck well, the only other movie that I saw oh, that man. this week was a movie that we all three saw together, John Wick 4. Same. That's actually so, the only movie I've seen. I there will kill all of them. I love it so much. Joey, I heard a rumor that you did not like John Wick 4. I didn't. It's Come not clean. that. All right. So I Come gave it a three. Right now. I gave it a three. And I, I think that that you guys may have given it maybe like a four or five. Oh, I definitely gave it a four. And yeah, four. It, three like, and a half. Halfway through that movie, I was just bored. I was just like, <laughs> can the can the fighting stop? Like, we did not need almost three hours of that. Like, That's true. I get that. The, the one part that really frustrated me and I felt like was just like a slap in the audience's face is when he walks up those stairs and then they you watch him slowly roll down those stairs <laughs> and then you make him walk this That's up the stairs again. Me. I was I, I was in tears. I, I was, was like, really. They're just, they're, I think it's part of the joke, maybe. Agreed. I don't know. Like, I don't oh know. yeah, what we wanted think? this to be a long movie. We wanted to feel very. I, that's what I felt. I get that, but like more, maybe just another. All of the killing, is was awesome. Was so great. I love John Wick. I mean, I love Keanu Reeves, um, and. Even like I mean, he didn't really. I think what was it? Three hundred words he said in that movie. Three hundred and eighty, I think. He doesn't really say much, and yeah, it <laughs> is know. like a, you know, a it, a lot of it was like really cool and innovative, and was like how does someone describe it? It's like a ballet, like blood a, ballet, a, a yeah, blood ballet. Yeah, you know, very much is that. But right, it's just it non, just non-stop was action. so long. I get that. I mean, it did feel a little lengthy. It's not as good as the first one. No, I, I don't think any of no. us here would would say. It's definitely my second favorite. Of right, all of them. it's either my second or third. It's definitely like it's it's at least the third favorite. It's 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 because you love one, two, and four. I do like one, two, and four. Two is just one of those ones that I watched it so close to the first one. I, yeah, like it's funny because I I found out about John Wick two. 
the day before was coming to theaters. So I watched John Wick 1 and then I went to the theater the next day and watched John Wick 2. <laughs> Joey pretty much did the same thing. Whenever we went to go see John Wick 3, we got him to watch all two and then we saw yeah, John Wick 3 in the, the theaters. And then we got you to do the same thing the day before, which is I was insane. exhausted, man. That's, yeah, That's you, you, had, you had the most. I watched 10 hours of John Wick content. And I will say, I I... I was like hooked from the minute that movie started. I was like, this works. This is so much fun. Cause I think that the second, the first John wick is very like straight to DVD action movie, which it sets a goal. It, 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 it exceeds or excels. Yeah, yeah. The second and third ones I feel like are trying to say like, this is a goofy action movie. Don't take it too seriously, but they still have these like serious moments that try to root you in some sort of reality. And the fourth one was like, reality doesn't exist, and none right. of this is going to be really. There's going to be some serious stuff, but the reality is, we know you know why you're here. We know why you're here. How about we just watch Keanu Reeves just kill hundreds of people, bunch of people, and just yeah. get beat the fuck up? He gets hit by a car like six times in that movie. Yeah, and, and falls off and a roof. Falls off a roof. Yeah, it's just it's just stairs. It's just damn. It's so damn fun. And getting to see Donnie Yen, like, that was I'm, cool. I'm already like a big fan. My favorite part during during the movie like outside of the movie was we saw it all together on opening night and molly was next to me and molly kept falling asleep but she would wake up during the action sequences and then at one point there was just no stop to the action sequence and she's like i'm so tired and i'm just like we've literally been watching like guns go off and like fists fly for 45 minutes straight literally <laughs> but that's that so my, long but that was my favorite se- like the we were talking about before the show that the movies have experimented a lot more with like the choreography and I think John Wick 4 experiments a lot more with the cinematography. Yep. The whole scene where where they're like in the like in the in the house or the or the apartment and it's the it's the bird's eye view. Oh, like yeah. that shit was sure. was incredible. It's like very hotline Miami-esque. It is so yeah. sick to see it like that. Cuz at first I was like I love it or the void and then as it kept going I was like no, this is hotline Miami 100% and like it was so sick and they did it for like extended periods it wasn't just like a five second clip like it was all just this one take so i think that john wick 4 fine tunes all the parts that are lacking in its predecessors and makes it super fun and there is a four hour cut allegedly of this i would totally watch the four hour cut of this yeah, like oh my goodness I agree that's that, a beast i agree that it is an insanely long movie and there were parts where i was like i just wish this would be over but at the same time, I was like, I don't want it to be over because that means it's it. That's it. I have no more John Wick content to get into. Dude, yeah. Once you get into it, it's 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 just hard to stop because it's it, it's just non-stop. Yeah, it does not stop yeah. at all. And and I would I would definitely agree with you. I think that that this one, as soon as it started, I was like, I think this one might be the best looking John Wick movie we've yeah. gotten so far. Um, personally, I uh, I know that Joey, you were saying that you. You kind of felt that way about the third one, which yeah, I, the that's third one is your favorite. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, I think best it's the best looking. looking. I think the first one's my favorite. Yeah. I love the first one, but the third one, I think it's. About, I think I like the third one the second best. You like the third one, yeah, nice. The fourth, I don't know. I just I watched the fourth one and I I was just so bored most of it. Like when Donnie Yen is in it. It's great, but he's in it like a small part, which was a bummer. I, I did want yeah. more Donnie Yen. I did like all the side characters, and I really yeah. liked the parts that it kind of leans into itself, yeah. and you get that that like Helen moment, <laughs> like, like on the stairs. Like I, I, I love that. I, I just love moments like that in these movies. They're awesome. 
So I agree. Yeah, I, I personally, I think that we would all three recommend it. If you do get the time to watch it in theaters, go check it out. It's a fun time. For it sure. It was loud as hell. But yeah, holy God, great. I could not believe that. So like, we were in Regal. I was like, this is going to have terrible so audio. And that first punch against, like, the, the yeah, plank of wood, I was like, good God, that was so <laughs> loud. Good God. We were, like, what? in the back, too. It's, yeah. It's kind of sad when you go see the Batman and that's quieter than John Wick <laughs> or at least not on par like give me a break and we saw it in like an almost sold out theater like that that yeah. crowd went ape shit that was cool when the camera cut to Keanu Reeves for the first time and he's just like yeah I love that <laughs> I was like this is great yeah, this is gonna this is a movie that knew exactly what it was and it set out to do it and we got to see the trailer for that director's new movie which is essentially John Wick Zizou yeah it's, it's literally just John Wick but Nazis yeah. instead of instead of Evil Russians, I yep, guess. Yep. It literally just looks like a super long Nazi killing movie. There's yeah. not much else that's going to be happening during that. Nothing wrong with that. Huh. Who Who's the lead in that again? I don't know anybody that's in it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't recognize anybody. Yeah. I just wonder if they're like going to do all their stunts like Keanu Reeves Oh, does. maybe. Keanu Reeves did, apparently, yeah, did like 90% of his stunts for John Wick 4. I want to know if he did the stairs. I want to know. I want to know if he did the stairs as well. I, I don't think don't he did, think but I but I would love to I find wanna out. I want to know that. if he did the car. Getting hit by the car I 10 think, times? Yeah. I think he does get hit by some cars in 2, and, and he did do his own stunts. Like, like whenever... Cause like, like, how I've do you let the, Keanu Reeves do that? Like, if you're the producer... <laughs> Like, dude, you are not like I'm not risking you getting hit by a car because he's just like a he's just such a good guy. Like all the behind the scenes shit for John Wick Four has been like Keanu Reeves like carrying equipment for people <laughs> to like get from like see, the next. I mean, he's scene. a nice guy, but it's like I don't know, man. Like if you go out, this movie doesn't happen. They got trained professionals, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they'll just take his place. I mean, hell, the director <laughs> used to be Keanu Reeves stunt man. Just have him do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Is in in this Zisu movie, they hired a stuntman. Maybe they're trying to take it in a different yeah. direction, where the stuntmen are the are the stars. That'd be kind of cool if yeah. if this production company did that. I don't know if they are, but we'll see what happens. Now, John Wick has been has been stirring up not controversy, but like an argument to like add an Oscar category for, ca- category for best stunt work because it's like this is so much. This is so much, especially in these John Wick movies. There's so much effort that has to be put forth for a guy that gets zero credit at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about that. It also makes me think of that digital short or that one short that you had sent us of the the CGI stuntman. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, that was awesome. Yeah, Joel Joel Haver. I Got that. Oh my that God. shit. I watched that so many times. <laughs> it's so funny. Then everybody saw the second Mummy movie. Suddenly, <laughs> everybody's a critic. <laughs> We knew we flew too close to the sun. Dude, it's so funny. I love, personally, I love all, all the videos that, that he's even a part of, but I thought that that was such a funny concept yeah. that, that the the VFX dummy is is like going to have his own his own take on like what he's used for. And he's like dropped off of rooftops like so many yeah. times. He just like falls on the concrete and shit. So funny. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, do you guys have anything else that that you watched? It was pretty much just that this week for me. It was John Wick and then some Star Wars shit. So I'm pretty sure I only watched the John Wick movies and then the movies that we had to watch. Succession and... There you go. And Scream 6. That was the only thing I watched. Dope. I don't recommend Scream 6. I do recommend John Wick 4. But uh, let's let's yeah. pop back into the Snyderverse and hey. let's talk about Watchmen. Matt, yes. what is Watchmen about? So Watchmen was, of course, directed by Zack Snyder. It came out in 2009 in the 
Uh, theatrical cut is 163 minutes. I think the the one the the cut that I watched, the ultimate cut, I think is 215 minutes. So it's a, quite a bit longer. Lucky. Yeah. The 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 tagline is justice is coming to all of us, no matter what we do. And then the summary follows. In a gritty and alternate 1985, the glory days of costume vigilantes have been brought to a close by a government crackdown. But after one of the masked veterans is brutally murdered, an investigation into the killer is initiated. The reunited heroes set out to prevent their own destruction, but in doing so, uncover a sinister plot that puts all of humanity in grave danger. That was a long summary. That is but, a long summary. But, but it was pretty but, much it. But Letterbox nails it. Yeah. It's Letterboxd rare, but it. It, Letterbox nails exactly what that movie is about. Yep. Now, to Joey, this was your first time seeing Watchmen, Yeah, I'd right? never seen it. I'm most curious about your opinion on this. Oh, I thought it was great. I, I kind of knew I would. Um, the, uh, what, Rorschach? Yeah. The, with the mask yeah. changed, like the, the therapy drawings. Yeah. yeah. He was awesome. I, he was probably <laughs> my favorite part of that whole movie. He's, he's so, really he's cool. so sick. <laughs> and, and like the fact that this movie is basically just his retelling yeah. of it, you know, you kind of find out. I, I thought that was even better. And it's, it's a weird movie that, like, even at the end of it, you're kind of like, what would you do in that situation? Right. But it, it is a movie that, I don't know, like, I, I think it, it's different. Like, it, like, a Marvel Avengers movie, yeah. hell, any other DC movie that's come out, like, there has to be, like, the good guy has to be good. Yeah. And in this instance, you don't really have that yeah. yeah they really blurred the lines you have yeah. this you like the the modern superhero has to be this is the ultimate good guy this is the ultimate bad guy and the watchman kind of is like who what is good and what yeah. defines somebody as a good guy in yeah. this universe yeah because everybody in this movie does maybe something that someone is going to find questionable oh yeah at the end of the day like For every sure. viewer is not going to find a perfect character in here all the characters in the movie do something bad yeah at some point yeah yeah some definitely worse than others but like like everybody does uh has some kind of regrettable action throughout the movie they all also have like a redeemable part like even the comedian who like at the at the beginning of it you kind of learn very quickly he's a bad man he's like raping women he's really lost touch in reality and at the end of it like you you find the movie is trying to like pull you in and show you that like she was in love with the comedian and that yeah. like there there is good that came from him you know with the daughter uh being born and uh i, I thought that was like very unique is like there nobody is truly bad in this movie either like there yeah. is like some good not very human i guess and they humanize they humanize the comedian yeah because when the, yeah when the movie opens up he's just like this old guy sitting in his apartment that just gets attacked yeah and it, it's cool because at his funeral the camera pans to each each of his friends and each of them like has a memory at the forefront of their mind of like when i think of the comedian i think of this and each memory is like worse than the next like mm-hmm. he is like every memory is a bad memory for yeah. this guy and and then like Rorschach meets up with his like arch nemesis and the nemesis is like the week before he dies he comes to me in my room crying and calls me his only friend and it's like that's crazy like it's such an interest it's such a sad way to live and like when you even like 
after the comedian dies and they do like the intro credits where it's showing like these moments in history but like things are a little different because it's an alternate cool timeline montage by he, the way he's the guy that fucking kills JFK like the comedian is like yeah. this is like this anti-socialist hero like he does cause a lot of chaos yeah on his way to whatever justice his view is I don't even know it, like his thing is that like what is his stance on justice I guess like he just want he, like he's gonna make it happen no matter how much chaos it it, it brings to the table I which think is it's, which is interesting because it's kind of like what adrian later brings to the table of just like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna set off these these but these nuclear bombs yeah and this is going to cause world peace yeah. yep yep and it's it's interesting that the world at the end of watchmen unifies together yeah. and they even bring it up they're like there's nothing. There's no news to report anymore. Everybody's outside holding hands yeah, because the whole world created a yep. common enemy to blame all of their problems on, yep. and it's Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> and it's a force that you can't kill. He just leaves. He just exits. Yeah. And in all honesty, so the first time I ever saw Watchmen, I was like eighteen, and in my eighteen-year-old mind, I was just like, I don't know why I have to keep looking at this man's penis. Like I can't stop yes. thinking about like, this, <laughs> What's going this on? blue penis. And watching it, like I've seen it multiple times, and every time I just feel like there's such a—he's such a great character. He is. I love Doctor Manhattan. Like, like this time through, I was like, wow, this yeah. this character is so good. He's I an oddly it. tortured character. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody, like everybody hates him, but he can't express like he can't understand what anybody feels. He he can't like express like how he feels because the problems that that people have are so far but not far not beneath him but like it's like my mind has advanced hundreds of thousands of years that the problems you're experiencing now are problems that i can't so comprehend small. anymore yeah it's like i just don't know i i like one of my one of my favorite scenes is whenever um i forget her name let you're me talking see about Janie? pull it up real quick i think it's jupiter Lori, oh, his, his, his wife person girlfriend yeah, yeah whenever he he like picks up I think like one of her bras and she's like, he looks at objects. Cause like she, she's talking to night yeah. and she's like, he, he looks at objects and needs to remember what they are. And, yeah. he, and he's just like looking at like an article of clothing and, and he's like, <laughs> like just trying to understand what it was. And he's like holding it and dangling it. I, I love all, all those little moments like that with, with Dr. Manhattan are really, really cool. Yeah. And he's just got a really cool design. Even though he's butt ass naked, like <laughs> he's just cool. He's just he's just a glowing man. He, and I love the uh, circles around his eyes. Like yeah. like the black circles. Like why but I just, I it's just really cool design feature. Like for me, like this this movie was made two thousand nine, I think is what it's Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The CGI was pretty good. Pretty solid, solid, right? There are definitely moments where like it's lacking, but like it's it's Zach, it's that Zack Snyder CGI of the early twenty tens, late two thousands where yeah. like it's good. There's definitely parts where you're like, well, that looks weird, but you're yeah. still just like, as a whole, I would so much rather look at this yeah. than anything that I'm seeing now. Yep, For it's sure. so stylized. Like, that's my thing, is that if, if you're going to do something like this, just give it style, give it some unique breath, and it makes the whole thing watchable. And I think that, you know, Watchmen definitely has stood the, the test of time. Um, I don't know about you guys. I would even say, like, maybe this is Zack Snyder's best work maybe it's it's tricky because i i tend to side with with the snyder cut of justice league because of the it's very good it's a great movie and the level the the amount of work that took to like be to be created and for us to get it whereas like watchmen 
I mean, I, I don't know the logistics of how that all went down, but I mean, like, you saw trailers for it in theaters. Like, it was it was a pretty easy to obtain movie. But I even remember when it came out, like people dogging this movie. Like people were like, "This fucking sucks." I like that this too. is such a bad movie, and I, really? I wanted to check it out because as a eighteen year old, I was like, "Edgy superhero movie." Give me that. And I had read Alan Moore's other stuff. He had done View for Vendetta, The Killing mm-hmm. Joke. And I was like, yeah, I love this guy. I need to see what this is all about. And it, it, it when I saw it, I didn't fully, I didn't fully grasp the severity of really like a lot of the actions in the movie. I was just like, this is violent. This is cool. Yep. I love, and I, and say what you will. I know you're going to disagree with me on this. Joey, hopefully you can back me up. Zack Snyder is one of is so good at knowing what song to play at the exact right moment in all of and every movie I I've loved ever seen. it. No, I would. I, I would felt like he that. would I'm love it. I don't know. He hates licensed music in movies and the amount of but times he, they would play a, a song. It even ends with a My Chemical Romance. I was gonna say that's are, why you are a hundred and ten percent correct. And I, but this movie made me come to that realization that I usually do hate licensed music in yeah. movies, but when Zack Snyder does it. I think you're right, man. He does. He uses it perfectly. And I even noticed that, you know, thinking back, going back to the previous episode, watching Sucker Punch, like yeah. that, some of the music in there upon first watch, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But then thinking back on it, I'm like, no, it fit. Like, and it, right? was, it was done really well. And then here, I, I think it. here it's done even better. That's just me personally because I think even more yeah, fits and, and, and the ending song, guys. I mean, it's I was going to say, you, you play My Chemical Romance for Matt. He turns into another sold. person. So, yeah. Instantly sold. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm down. And, I mean, this movie does have a soft spot in my heart um, just because I, I watched it when I was a kid. And I was just like you, Nick. It's like, oh, an edgy superhero movie. I'm gonna watch that shit, right. and, and I, I I heard the same thing. Said people didn't really like this movie, and I I just was really? compelled. Yeah, compelled to like it even more, especially Rorschach. Joey, yeah, you brought up Rorschach. He's a great character. I wish I would have watched this movie as a kid, because maybe I wouldn't have been as into uh, like Marvel and the Avengers as I was. I get that. I, I, now I will say I didn't understand Jack shit. Until like the second or third time watching it, because like the first time watching it, I didn't understand anything at all about this movie. I get that at all. It's a three-hour yeah. movie. A lot happens, and it's a lot. It's a very like politically driven movie, which right. superhero movies at that point were not a politically driven thing. Oh Even goodness. though, like, if you look at comic books, comic books have always been politically driven. Feature like you know you see like the issues of like Captain America where it's like Captain America punching Hitler and yeah, shit like exactly. that. It's always been a politically driven market. It's just I think that Watchmen doesn't try to like hide it. It's not like this is a, not necessarily a secret political agenda. Uh, Watchmen is 110% like this comes down to politics and money and who believes that they have the power to give people world peace. And it's it yeah. is interesting because you're right at the end of the day you have world peace, but kind of like at what cost? And if you're put in the same situation, would you be willing to be like, hey, if we wipe out 15 million people and kill the one witness, we're good. World peace happens. Yep. Is it worth it? Like most people would argue that world peace isn't really world peace if it comes at the the cost of human lives. But Adrian in the movie is like, no, this is it. This is the way to do it. You can't expect you can't expect world peace without some sacrifice. Yep, and so I, I I think that was a very a very deep. interesting yeah way to look at it. I I think that 
just just to harp on what you were saying, I love how every character has their own worldview and their own like politics and their own way of handling injustice. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I just want to touch on this. I, I know that you guys watched the theatrical cut. I will say that the ultimate cut adds so much. If you're already in love with this movie and yeah. you just want to see even more of it, the the director's cut, which I think is kind of what I watched, but the ultimate cut, um, so worth it, man. It even adds this this animated part to it because like there's this kid who's reading the the comic book I'm, i think he is mentioned at least like once or twice in the cut that that you guys watched right it's just like a kid sitting by a newsstand and he's reading a comic book and the movie the the, the theatrical version doesn't pay him any mind but in, but in the ultimate cut every time you see him it shows us what he's reading and it, and it animates it and that story That's also sick. adds another layer of commentary to the whole oh, movie wow. as well. I love that. So it, it was it was interesting, and the story has nothing to do with what's going on. It's literally <laughs> like, it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean story. Yeah, that okay. So that I've seen. I saw that because I had I had torrented that uh, when I was like nineteen. I I checked that out. I loved that. That was sick as shit. Yeah, I didn't know that they found a way to infuse that into this yeah, movie, but that's yep. that's sick. Yep, it's through just that. Okay. I mean, and and some some additional scenes. Like, I mean, you do get some extra Rorschach scenes that I think some of the best stuff in the entire movie had, really? was what was cut out. Yeah, there was a whole scene of him going on his first investigation. This wasn't in the the theatrical scene. Like, where there's he, one with where he kills the guy with the with the butcher knife. Cause that's in that's in the theatrical cut. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Men get arrested. Dogs get put down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that part's awesome. That shit was so like yeah. Cool. I thought for some like, reason cool. that that wasn't in the theatrical, but that's dope. Yeah, because I really like that that scene a lot. I just feel like again, I still love Rorschach. Rorschach is is a phenomenal character, but I do he's feel also like batshit insane. He's batshit insane, and I definitely yeah. feel like the wrong kind of person, like. Would like worships him in America. Oh, yeah. Funny enough, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. This is why I want to watch the Watchmen show mm. because I haven't seen it, but Clay watched. Clay, one, one of my friends, Clay, watched it, and he brought up that there are white supremacists who have Rorschach is dead. They took him as their symbol, and they're yeah. like walking around in like Rorschach masks and yep. just committing heinous crimes. Like under that guy, because that's, like, that's insane. Okay. Because that, but that's like the worldview that people have of him. Like when the movie opens, he's a wanted man for murder, and so like to to go into that that universe where like there is no justice ever served. The last thing that the general public knows of him is that he escapes from prison and then is murdered by Doctor Manhattan. Yep, and it's it's very it's a very like fitting way for a. A false idol to to fall, and then for somebody of such a weak mind to be like, I'm gonna pick up where he left off, because if you're not looking into like why he's doing anything, it just comes off as senseless murder. This is just some guy that wrote edgy shit in a, in a journal and then went off and killed a bunch of people. But it was just his way of chronicalizing like his investigations mm. and coping with the the traumas that he experienced. As a kid and as mm-hmm. and as an adult, he is a superhero that experiences like the worst of the worst, and eventually hits that breaking point where it's like, I only see justice from my point of view. I will deliver justice my way, and nothing will stop me from that. Yep. And multiple times, like 
what, what night owls like this is not how it's going to work and he's like you're squeamish this is the only way we're going to resolve this you need to let me do this mm-hmm. when they're in the bar and they uh like he crushes the shot glass in the one guy's hand and he's like you need to let me handle this because i'm going to get my answers and if you step in we're not going to get what we want here yep so it is i i think that and i round that back to your point of like everybody in this movie has a different view on what justice is and how to how to obtain world peace and it's really interesting because i don't think anybody's right 100 percent, and i don't think anybody's wrong 100 percent in the movie right everybody has a different perspective of it and to them that's how they obtain world peace but it's their version of world peace and Mm -hmm. each one comes with some level of sacrifice that really doesn't justify it doesn't justify it Hmm. yeah i I really admire this movie. I think that this is now. I haven't seen Zach, Zack Snyder's uh, ult, What is it? it's like? It's like the the ultimate cut. I think, yeah. Or like ultimate edition of Dawn of Justice. But you've I've, never seen the Dawn of Justice director's cut? No. Oh man, that shit is so good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So it's like Ooh. that's. But you know, I watched this and it made me think about the theatrical cut of that movie, and I was like, this is what Dawn of Justice wished it was which is Watchmen which I know it's funny because it's made by the same guy yeah but it's you can see why DC wanted Zack Snyder to handle it because he handled Watchmen so well um I mean personally I love it whenever he makes movies like this I think that that he like his his action I wanted to touch on is after watching this and watching John Wick I was just sent over the moon for, for the way that Zack Snyder films his action and I love this movie. I even love the action in, in Dawn of Justice and, of course, the, the Snyder Cut. I think right. it's incredible. So I, I... Dude. What would you... What's your guys' favorite part of Watchmen? My favorite part? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Watchmen. That's... So, personally, my my favorite part is... Or one of my favorite parts is... Oh, I already brought it up, which was the, the dude with the with the meat cleaver with... with uh, Rorschach. The bloodiest scene, of course. <laughs> but I, I also really enjoy the scene with Dr. Manhattan and what's, again, what's her name? Lori, Lori Jupiter. Whenever Lori Jupiter is, is like starting to realize that Dr. Manhattan is, is like starting to get so far removed. Yeah. It's like yeah. whenever he's like, about to have sex with her and then there's there's two of them and she's like what are you doing and then all of a sudden she's like you're working right now well, you're not even in here like yeah. Three yeah. Different places. and he's like i am with you like completely and it's that's just so that. interesting because it's like that's where things start getting really weird because you're yeah. like well this character is not man like not a, not a man anymore at least yeah. in, in a weird he's like the embodiment of science <laughs> yeah it's just i was like oh this is very interesting and i just thought it was um, another like another scene that kind of correlates to to this scene is whenever um, Lori hits the side of his like glass dome in, on Mars, and he just lets the whole thing just shatter. Like he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't hold it up, he doesn't freak out, he just lets the whole thing go. Like he doesn't care yeah. about anything, dude. So, Doctor Manhattan is probably one of my favorite parts. Just yeah. in totality, yeah. he's so good. I was gonna say the the like tour he gives her. Of Mars. That's probably my favorite part. When That's such a sick like, scene. Yeah, when they're like floating on that thing over Mars. And uh, and then when it all comes to that end and he almost changes his mind. Yeah. Completely because of that. And uh, I thought that was my favorite scene for sure. 
What about you, man? Also uh, a Dr. Manhattan scene. Yeah. Uh, the scene where they're, where they're doing the, the, the broadcast interview with him. And oh, they bring in his dope. ex-girlfriend, and she yeah. allegedly oh, has yeah. cancer. And then the crowd rushes him, and he's like, can I please just have a moment? And I need you to leave me alone. And then he just screams, I said, leave me alone! And the next scene is him on Mars. I was like, holy shit, that was so yeah, sick. Was and then that. he has like the... the the line where he's like, I'm sick of these people. <laughs> their yeah. lives. I'm, t- I'm sick of being trapped in the entang- entanglement of their lives. And I'm like, that is so fuck. And like, all yeah. the music is gone. It's yeah. just that one line, one lonely man on Mars. Just like... Yeah. And, and like her, like, like, Jupiter bringing it up to him. Like, you are the person that can stop this. If you don't do this, the whole entire planet is gone. And he's like, and the universe will not have even noticed. Yeah. And it's just, it's Crazy. so... It's so heavy because again... He's right at the end of the day, yeah. where it's like, if the if right this very second the Earth were to implode, gone forever, like no, no one the, noticed. No one like it would be a blip on the radar. Yeah, nobody would care. Nobody would notice. I'm pretty sure. Like in my in my theory, the way that I think, I'm sure that's happening right now in some distant galaxy, trillions of light years away. And he's right. Why should he? He who is not. I don't even think he sees what he has as a blessing. He who is cursed with this power mm. should not then bear the responsibility to save a humanity that so badly wants to damn him for everything. Yep. And in the end, they do damn him for something that he didn't do, and he accepts it. He's just yep. like, world peace was attained. I can go. I'm going to leave. And he even says, like, I'm going to go create new life somewhere else because he has that ability to do so. Yep. It's just so crazy to see that one of the coolest depiction of that of that God character is yeah. even the character that's like in in a reality where I can leave humanity. Like that's the best yeah. circumstance for me personally. I just found that very interesting. I mean, Watchmen I think handles everything really well. Um, all the characters are done so so well. The only character that I, that I feel like we don't get enough of, that I wish we just got a little bit more of, was and I um, Osmandius. Osmandius. Wait, wait, is uh, that right? Adrian. Adrian. But like, like, uh, however the, you say, like his his yeah, surname. The villain. Yeah, yeah, the villain. Yeah, I, I, like I wish we just got a little bit more. Yeah, and even in the ultimate cut, we don't get a ton with him. I think we get the same amount of of information. Yeah. That we get in the theatrical cut. He does feel very disconnected from the whole thing. Like, you really only see him for these very, like, quote-unquote tense moments with no. political leaders or or the Watchmen itself. But, like, he really, you really never see him outside of, like, his office until the end of the movie where they're in Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. 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 Yep. I would agree with that. I, I do have my, like, minor complaints with the movie with featuring things like that where I felt like you don't get a lot of Adrian. And I... I do wish that, um, I don't, not that the ending feels rushed, but it feels like it almost comes out of nowhere. And I know that's like, that's how the comic, the comic goes, but it just is like one minute they're, they're like, we're in New York. We got to figure out what's going on. And like two minutes later, they're like in Antarctica. And I'm yeah. like, I wish we just had like an extra five minutes. I don't know if they fixed that or did anything with it in, in the, the cut well, that you watched. In the cut that I watched, it did. So that was the only quip that I had about this movie in general whenever I watched it beforehand, which I was like, this this all is awesome. I just feel like it moves by too quickly. In in the longer cut, mm-hmm. it, it does have a little bit more breathing room. And by the time they, they do get to Antarctica, though it is still a little bit of a quick decision because that's yeah. how the comic book feels, there is a little bit more breathing room for, that's that, sick. for, okay. that, for that 
just for that transition, I guess, from like city to straight to Antarctica. They do have a little bit more breathing room. So yeah, cool. I also love that like you really, other than like Doctor Manhattan and um, and Adrian, you really don't know what any of these people's superpowers are. No, they're just they're just like all. dudes. <laughs> they're just yeah. people that just yeah. happen to wear these superhero costumes and and fight. Doctor Manhattan is a god, and and Adrian seems faster than a speeding bullet. Yep, that's that's, that's he's the smartest man alive. I feel like Night Owl is maybe a, a slightly stronger. I feel like he just knows how to fight. He's a Batman. I felt the same way about Jupiter. Maybe she has like a little bit of a super strength. And then Rorschach is literally just a guy. Like I, I don't think yeah. he, he's really yeah. anything more than the, a dude who just really wants justice. He's crazy as fuck. Yeah, you don't understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. I remember being like 18, oh, like, yeah. holy shit. That, that was so fucking hard. I forgot about that. That might be my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> personally, I love Rorschach. Like, I, all of his faults. I just love characters like that. That yeah. are very Give much me like... my face. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just insane. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I love characters who are committed to their sense of justice. And um, making a correlation, like, I... Uh, to today, I realized that the new Batman mm-hmm. seems to have a lot more in common with Rorschach from 2009. At least in the delivery of Battinson? his lines. Yeah, Battinson, where he's like... I can he, see that. I thought that, too. I, was I like, can this, see that. He's a lot like Batman. But, well, I mean, in general, for sure. Like this, yeah. I mean, Rorschach is definitely like Batman, but I think... As far as like on screen adaptations, yeah, that, that we've gotten, the, yeah, the, yeah, emo, the, the whole the, monologues right. in the darkness yeah. of like Rorschach's journal, October 12th, 1985. <laughs> yeah. Only our enemies leave roses, violent lives ending violently. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's pretty much Battinson. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's like a little goofy now, but like it's still like in that universe, it's like, man, this is such a badass character. I love it. Like, I, I love shit like that so much. When it when it's done well. Yeah. And I think that Rorschach has done extremely well. I think that, that Battinson has done really well too. And I think that every every character at some point in this movie is brought to like their, their human core. Hmm. Dr. Manhattan having like showing that he is still like human in some way, shape, or form, seeing Janie and finding out that she has cancer. Hmm. Um Rorschach when he, when they discover when he when it's revealed that like this was all the whole nuclear holocaust was was planned and Dr. Manhattan's like, Well, world peace has been obtained. He's like, I don't like it, but like I'm I'm just gonna let it slide and he's like, I'm gonna tell people. He's yeah, like the he's only like, way you the only way you can do it is if you kill me and like he like he tears up and he's like, You have to do it. Yeah. Yep. It's just like What's one more body on the pile? Yeah. Yeah. Night Owl drop Night Owl finally drops and Jupiter drops when they're on when they're on Mars and she discovers that the comedian is her father. It's just it is it is great to see a superhero movie where all the superheroes get the human moment and nobody looks at the camera and says something meta and shitty. Like it's just raw people people being at the being at their rawest, being gods among men and still having these problems that are so insignificant and yet enormous to them. Yep. Yep. And the constant existential reminder every time we get to talk to Manhattan, like how little, you know, like small everything really is. Yeah. Like you are an insignificant person. Like and he, the same thing with the comedian, Jesus, dude, like kind of on the, on the flip side, more like just making a joke at everything. She was pregnant and you gunned her down. Yeah, I did. You could use your powers to stop it, but you didn't. Yep. That's shit was crazy. crazy. 
that that moment was dope. My also, face. another another contender for maybe the best scene is the flight of the Valkyries, and it's dun, dun, and, and dun, it's Doctor Manhattan just like blowing <laughs> just people blowing up. people up yeah. on the battlefield. That, that, that was just fucking crazy. I love that that because then he like tells it from his perspective. He's like, they send me to Vietnam. One week later, they surrendered. Yeah. There were some that wanted to come in person and surrender to me, per, like yeah, directly. Just, like, bowing to. It's just like that's insane. And even I totally like, would see that happening. And even like that part where they're like, Superman is real and he's American, and the guy was like, I was misquoted. I said God is real and he is American, and it's like that's crazy that you have to construe it like that. It's not. It's not like God is real. Period. Or Superman is real. Period. It's Superman is real and he's better than you because he's American. And then to have it all fall apart like that. It's just mm-hmm. there's just so many layers Insane. to this movie that I love so much. What um. Yep. What are we feeling for Watchmen? Man, personally, I'm I'm thinking on a good day I'd give it like a four and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking a strong four. So I'm, four. I'm giving it a four and a half. I'm giving it a four and a half as really? well. Really? Nice. Yeah. I, I I really like fell hard for this movie this time around. And I've I've read the book, I've seen this movie multiple times, but I don't know. Something about like sitting down today and watching the whole thing, I was just like, this is yeah. immaculate. The opening is so good. Well, mm-hmm. the times they are changing. And that so song good. has never gone harder. It's never ever. Yeah. Oh my god. It was just. It was. It was a nice reminder of like you can make a superhero movie, and it doesn't have to be the most impossible movie to make, and it doesn't have to rely on meta jokes. It can just be and still tell a story that is so tangibly human that anybody could understand it. It definitely takes a minute, but you can. You can see it and it can be applicable to something and it doesn't have to have a post-credit scene where ant-man jumps out of my the tip of my penis and says something ridiculous yeah exactly like it can just be a movie about something that actually <laughs> fucking matters now i will say Kill that, yourself, Paul that Rudd. the the snyder cut is it's like to a t proof that you, you can still make a superhero movie that's dead ass serious yep and that feels epic mm-hmm. and it still has that that charm to it you don't you, i mean yeah dude i totally agree with you you don't you don't have to be quippy and funny i mean I, that's that's one way of doing it but i think that when the serious way is done well it stands out far above the rest Watch exactly perfect example Zack snyder just knows what he's doing and i get that Martley, they are, like he's already announced Rebel Moon is going to have two cuts. And I'm like, just release the <laughs> fucking cut. Give us the just Snyder give us cut. the Snyder cut. We've been Please. doing this for 20 yeah, years. Just give us the fucking now? right cut. Yeah, why are we doing yeah. Why? Also, oh my goodness. I just want to say, before we go into watch... Or be, excuse me. Before we jump in, into the Green Hornet, I wanted to ask, did you guys see... The Harley Quinn photos <laughs> yes. for Joker 2. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed I have. I'm so nervous. I'm getting more scared by the day. I'm getting scared. Dude. I'm like really afraid. Because here's what's, what's going to happen. Either I'm going to see this movie and be like, fuck this. This was so useless. Or secretly, I'm going to be like, fuck this criterion when. And I yeah. don't want that to happen. Right. I want to see it and be like, I hate that I sat through this. I hate that it exists. This is somehow Taxi Driver 2, and I don't need it. I'm extremely worried for the musical part of it. And Same. I was I worried. Would be. I was worried whenever they did cast Lady Gaga, because I was like, oh, they're they're committing hard. Um, 
we'll just see what what happens. Like I I like the Star is Born, but sometimes I feel like Lady Gaga can ham it up in a way that I don't necessarily appreciate. Yeah, she's like a yeah. theater she's like a theater student, and I just don't know if I want a theater student getting that close to Joaquin Phoenix, who's really good at the thousand yard stare. Right. So I don't. I mean, I don't know. No matter what, I'm going to see this movie. Like, oh, I mean. We'll see, what we'll see what happens when like trailers come out and whatnot. I'm just waiting for the Watchmen musical to come out. I would love to see it. <laughs> I would know. love to see what on earth anybody would sing about in that movie. <laughs> the comedian's dead. What? What? <laughs> he's dead. I said he's dead. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna chop your head with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I right, never mind. I want it. Exactly. <laughs> Zack Snyder when? No. Uh, well, let's get into a another, another comic book. book movie. Do we? Yeah, I, comic book. Because I was gonna say it's technically not superheroes, but um, yeah, the Green Hornet. Oh my god, dude! No. Yeah, I need to pull this up. Or sexual harassment. The movie. Yeah, literally. All right, so this one was done by by Michael Gondry. Came the out Green in 2011, Hornet? and it comes in at uh, that is such a long minutes. description. No, this is a long ass yeah, description whoa. again. Get ready, Michelle Gondry. Right. What's your problem, dude? The tagline is "Breaking the law to protect it." Zingo. Sure. All right, some of follows. <laughs> Britt Reed. The heir to the largest newspaper fortune in Los Angeles is a spoiled playboy who has been, thus far, happy to lead an aimless life. After his father dies, Britt meets Cato, a resourceful company employee. Realizing that they have the talent and resources to make something out of their lives, Britt and Cato join forces as costume crime fighters to bring down the city's most powerful criminal, Chernovsky. <laughs> Dude, this movie... That's <laughs> really what you were doing. <laughs> Know he was doing that all the time. I had no idea. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, this this movie, I I I don't have look. a ton of good things to say about it. Look, guys. oh, okay. Well, here out. here I come. Okay, no, let's let's get let's get this out of the way. Tell tell us why the Green Hornet first, is a good. First movie. of all, I loved the dreamlike sequences. That obviously, however you say his name, Michelle Michael Michelle Gondry Michelle, oh, Michelle Gondry. Gondry. My bad. That he obviously added in, especially with like those fight sequences. I loved it. I thought it was amazing, and it was super funny. Now you're right with the sexual harassment, but I almost, I almost, and this is gonna sound bad, but Cameron Diaz was such a bad actress in this movie. Yeah, like she's literally a cardboard cutout of her would have done better. It was bad. I, shot. I don't know was, if I want to blame her or if it's just the writing. I don't I, know. I Maybe don't her. think I've ever seen a movie with her in it that's good. <laughs> that is. Excuse me, Charlie's Angels 1 and 2 uh, Excuse me, I've Pat never Pat seen that. No, I'm just kidding. That movie's that movie's <laughs> I'm Shrek 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> He's no. got you there. Oh, you, you're, okay. Well, she, fuck Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> Shrek the Halls. That? Shrek 1. Yeah, dude, Shrek the Halls is the best version. Maybe. She's in that one, too. So I don't know. So maybe she should stick to voice acting, then. <laughs> I'm down. Because this is not it for her. But I thought she... All right, so she was extraordinarily bad. Oh, yeah. But it was, like, almost funny how bad she was. But <laughs> I... To me, like... Seth Rogen was like being very deliberate with his jokes. Like, it, of course, like it was supposed to be ironic. 
Of course. With that. And He's like so over the top with how dumb he is. Yeah. I, I totally and, understand that. And one character that like we cannot ignore is Chudnovsky. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. The double gun. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of badass. Was so cool. I love I'm Bloodnovsky that. now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm blood, like, like, that was hilarious. I think that... Whether, whether it is me or your own blood, the last thing you will see is red. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it's people... It's like a long-ass thing. I think people long took this movie too seriously. I think it was a good time. Like, I mean... I'm a huge fan of Seth Rogen movies. Same. I mean, it really doesn't take much for me to like it if Seth Rogen is in it, and it's one of those types of comedies. I'm a huge fan of Kato movies, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I'm and a huge fan of uh, David Harbour. <laughs> yeah, right. But I didn't realize oh, it was even like, alive. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right. I was like, what? <laughs> he was an actor? What? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. What are you doing in this movie? Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was fun. And... I'm not going to fight you I Matt. watched it, it was... with you, Matt, and I know for a fact you didn't like it as much as me because I'm laughing my ass off, and you're, like, staring at me glass-eyed, like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I I think I'm somewhere in the middle the of you movie. two. Like, Maybe, yeah. I, didn't, I did not hate this movie. Yeah. I will say that. The Green Hornet was not as bad as... I, I had never seen it, and I had purposely avoided it because I remember reviews being like, this movie is <laughs> fucking terrible yeah like this is an unwatchable movie and i was like okay watching it in my 30s i was like it's a, at worst it's just gonna be a seth rogan movie yeah like i can only have so much fun or not have so much fun during a movie like this exactly and it started off and i got like 30 minutes into it molly was working from home and i called out to her and i was like i have like bad news and she was like what and i was like this is not a bad movie like i am really <laughs> enjoying this and she was like where you are right now is exactly where you will be for the rest of this movie. And I was like, what do you mean? And by the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, this movie never got any better. It never got any worse. It just stayed like fine from start to finish. And I, I think that Seth Rogen is funny. I don't think any of the weird sexually harassing Cameron Diaz stuff is funny. And I also think it's hilarious that it's in that weird time period of Seth Rogen movies where I guess it's, it's like in some point Seth Rogen writes it in his contract, like, Hey guys, I need to fight. I need to, there needs to be like a 10 minute scene where like I'm brawling with every, with someone, (laughs) somebody who will clearly overpower me. And he needs to stop that. Yeah. I don't understand. Like it worked like the best in Pineapple Express. I don't know why he keeps doing it. Why he, I mean, obviously this is like a a 15 year old movie, but like, or a 12 year old movie, excuse me. But like it was that I was like, okay, sure. And like his jokes are are fine. I think as a whole, it's a lot of his background dialogue that I was like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and, and I think that Christoph Waltz is is very is good in it playing like this kind of like not paranoid villain, but like yeah. a villain who's a little bit like, am I really going out? Am I out of style? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he it's a little cares funny. about everybody's takes. I don't know him. if I've seen him in a role this weird before. The, nothing like this like goofy like, slapstick. Yeah. Like no, he's usually like the serious character in everything yeah. he plays. I think the first movie I ever saw him in was Inglorious, and the, oh, the opening of that movie is still one of my favorite openings yeah. to any movie I've ever seen. And so I always think of that. And so seeing him do that, I was like, "What the hell is this? Yeah. What are you, why are you here? Who's doing this to you?" And then he kills James Franco right in the beginning of the movie. I was like, "Never mind. This is a great movie. I'm gonna love this movie." Yeah. <laughs> but what's your name again? Right, Chernovsky. Ch- Chernovsky. Yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> you don't think I'm scary? Yes. <laughs> I, like I hammering it up, so. and I think that uh, like I also agree that like 
cinematography wise and color grading wise, movie looks like great. Like it, it's a good looking yeah. movie. It it sounds good. It looks good. The action's fun. Cameron Diaz and Seth Rogen have no chemistry whatsoever, At and I think all. that's where, and I think that's where the harassment comes in. Where they're like, we have to compensate for the fact that these two people can't fucking work together at all. Yeah. Seth fucking verbally harassed this woman for the he next two hours, yeah. and he was like, ha, 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 and then he does, and it's like, all right, cool. I don't know. I, that was that was weird throughout the whole and, thing, and the fact that like, like the way Cameron Diaz was playing it up too, like it was like. She was like, no, I, you know, she, she was resisting and all that. But then she was like always coming back, like trying to go out of her way. Like that's where like her whole part her of it was weird. Yeah. It just did not make sense. It was like not a good image for her. Yeah. I like, I didn't get it. The conflict. Like, it's not funny. The conflict of the movie doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. at its core value. No. Like I didn't understand like why suddenly like KO and, 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 and the Green Hornet start like feuding, like it's very sudden, and then it's and then that's like it's for like power re- hunger, I think, because it's yeah. like yeah. it it's like Seth Rogen wants to take all the credit for what they're doing, and then Kato's like, essentially, you wouldn't be anything without me, and then Seth Rogen just keeps saying like, that's not true. Listen, yeah, I, I think that that's pretty much the entire. So maybe it's not that it doesn't it. make sense, but it's like who cares? But, like, like I've seen this ten trillion times. I agree with you, like that. I, I, I agree about the whole movie, dude. I mean, I mean the whole reason why they're doing what they're doing is a, it's not convoluted. It's just I just felt like it's – you didn't help me care about why yeah. you're doing what you're doing. You just gave me a reason, which is an intriguing mm-hmm. reason. You're going to pose as villains, but you're actually going to do good things. But that's not enacted the entire movie until the very end of the movie. And then right. you're like – Oh, were they doing that the whole time? Was yeah, they trying to be villainous because it's like I didn't get that vibe at all. They're, it seems like they're trying to be heroes for, which for is weird. Cause I remember in the trailer because I I have no emotional attachment to the Green Hornet comics. It was never anything that I was like need that like it just right, yeah. kind of whatever. And then when the movie came out, I was like, <laughs> if anything, this just makes me not want to read this book even more. Right. Seriously. <laughs> so, and watching this movie, it reminded me of like those those 2010 like re- reboots where they were like, you know what people miss? Starsky and Hutch. And it's like nobody gives a shit about yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Why the fuck is why the fuck are you making this? Like, yeah, I yeah, it, I, I feel like remakes like this are just obligatory every once in a while. They they just have to revamp them and bring them into the modern day. And I guess this is what they were working with modern day: Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Christoph Waltz and Seth Rogen, which is such an oddball casting choice. Like, just all of them together in one movie. I mean, Christoph Waltz, it's weird to see him in a movie like this. It's weird to see Seth Rogen in in an action movie. Yeah. Cameron Diaz is the only one who we've, like, seen in this action movie. And I've never seen Kato in another movie. Yeah, I looked up his movies. I've never, like, seen any of the other movies that he's done. Oh, he's Well, he was in Now You See Me Too, excuse me. (laughs) Nice. Oh yeah, it looks like he's been in uh, quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, he's I've... got twenty five movies, but like triple X, and a lot of them look like they're just uh, they're foreign films, which yeah. I've never I've never branched into his filmography. But also, I will and that's say, another based, thing based on the performance off of this, yeah, I did director. not get a good read on it. Like I, I think did it, not really. And I, think I don't know what's happening. He has the same problem that Seth Rogen and Cameron Diaz. They have no chemistry. Nobody in this movie has chemistry yeah. with each other in any way, shape, or form. No. Everybody just kind of looks like they're reading off lines at each other. Yes, it feels very just talking at 
and yeah. not interacting with. Right. There is no human. There's no humanity to it. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to read you this joke and then I yeah. need you to react how you would react if somebody read you this joke. Not like, hey, we're having a conversation. And the one thing with Michelle Gondry's movies are the the dialogue is yeah. so weird. No matter, like, nobody really even has chemistry, even in, I mean, Eternal Sunshine, that's different. There's a chemistry, but it's like, it's like almost like the absence of chemistry is their chemistry. (laughs) Exactly. So it might be the director's fault, or maybe they should have let him be more Michelle Gondry. Yeah, because this feels like the least Michelle Gondry movie. Now, I will say that Seth Rogen wrote this. And and Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg, who did... Sausage party. Super bad sausage party. Yeah, he's like, like the, yeah, he's the super Seth bad. Logan's writer. I hate super bad. There, I said it. What I will say that I this, literally just watched it like two weeks ago. That just makes me see this as Seth Rogen's attempt to do an action movie. And God, he's super not bad is about it. these two, basically. And I and I just Seth I, and Evan. I hated that movie. I love. Super this bad. is like that's like the movie that made it's me like so funny. Like that's it, the movie that made when me is the last it. time you've seen it? I was probably like 22, 23. Yeah, you need to watch it again. I hated it when I was 16. I'm telling you, Nick. I don't know. I think you'll laugh. I got to say this. I understand that Kanye West now is is a believer thanks to Jonah Hill's like groundbreaking performance in 21 Jump Street. Oh my god. But I I cannot give the groundbreaking performance award for Super I have never hated Jonah Hill more in my life than I saw than when I saw Super I I say with Michael Sarah. Same with really everybody in that movie. That I hate like it. Hurt. That's one of my favorite movies. I know. I, I know everybody loves that movie. And I just never. I can never get with it. And Seth That's Rogen is timeless. even like, it's the best coming of age movie that we've seen in decades. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that. All right, for that him noise. to say that, that's kind of like egotistical. and Yeah. It's but- baloney. It is pretty good. It is not the best coming of age movie we've seen in years. First of all, yeah, Lady Bird like, is better. Yeah, like have you been alive in the past decade? There's Licorice like, Pizza. There's like thing, yeah, a thousand on, better bro, ones than that on. movie. But PTA made one. It's amazing. What are your thoughts on Super Bad? It's it's fine. Like it, I, I, I watched it. I watched it in. The, <laughs> I watched it in the craze. We of need my to watch this movie for. We should the watch podcast. it for the podcast. All and right. Everyone's, I know everyone's opinion will be changed. I just recently watched it and I'm like, this movie is amazing. I, I, it's, it's way better than I remember. It would be The Chaser. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what would Antichrist be Antichrist is super bad. Antichrist is super bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to marinate on that because I don't know any like good party movies like right at, right at the top of my head because that, that's pretty much what it is, is a party movie. Not really. It's more yeah. about, it's about a bunch of high a school kids that are like. journey to the party. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's high school kids yeah, on a journey to lose their virginity. That's okay. So like, But every time I had to hear that stupid fucking kid say McLovin, I was like, God, I wish dude, somebody would quickly so- cave your skull. In. But then he would get in the cop cars. Oh my god, dude! I McLovin is the best. I, I wanted that to watch for the pod for sure. I only liked that guy in the know. first Kickass movie. I oh, he is Kick-Ass. great. And if you want another good superhero movie, the yeah, Kick, Kick the Ass. first Kickass movie is yeah. great. I never saw the second one. Nick Cage. Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah, second one's okay. Hello, ass kick. <laughs> I, just, I was like, fuck, this is great. Like, this is and it's got um, what's his name in it? The guy that's in um. He's in Bullet Train. He's in Nocturnal Animals. He's in Godzilla. I can't think of his name. He's the guy who plays Kickass, but he's like a scrawny kid then, and now he's like the fucking shredded. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know his name, but I know who he's he, in who Bullet Train. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's, he's, he's one of the Tangerine, British guys. You can't understand. Is that, is that his name? Tangerine? Wait, 
I think he's Tangerine, yeah. I think he's Tangerine. It's not the guy from Atlanta. No, 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 no. It's no, the no. other guy? Oh. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He's, he's good in everything I've ever seen him in. He's yeah. he's he's great. Yeah, Superbad's okay. I, I I watched it in the craze when I was watching like all the American Pie movies. I watched it during a big Michael Sarah phase. Where I was like, I'm watching Youth of Revolt, Juno, Juno, Juno Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and, and it was I, it, I, I, actually, I hit that movie in Youth of Revolt, and I was like, fuck this, I hate this. Do you don't like Nick and Nora's Infinite? Playlist? No, I love Nick and Nora's Infinite. Uh, I did not like Youth and Revolt or Superbad. Those are the only two that I did not vibe with. I watched. I tried to watch Juno. I couldn't get into it. What? Juno, you had to watch like right then and there, like in that. Yeah, moment. maybe. Back, I, I watched it pretty recently, and I was like, this fucking is not. This it's is not awful. funny. It's so bad. Like, that's just, that's just me. I didn't grow up with it so I, I got on the, the train way too late so all the dialogue just comes across as like in that moment it was something there. special yeah when oh, I like man. if I if I watched it when I was like in middle school or like yeah. even like a freshman in high school I'd probably have been like this is cool but like now I'm like I just don't get it yeah have okay. you ever seen Scott Pilgrim of course okay. it's a that's great movie that's way different you I know but it's Michael Sarah. that's no, all I like that movie I love oh I no love you hate Brie Larson in it Brie Larson and anything. Matt loves Jesus Brie Christ. Larson. What are we talking about? What are we? <laughs> how do we get on this That's topic? Get out of here. Okay, I'm wearing so a Captain back, Marvel shirt right now. Back, yeah. back to the Green Hornet. And enough about what I'm wearing, because <laughs> I am wearing my my uh, 2015 vintage Captain Marvel T-shirt. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what are we giving the Green Hornet? Man, already you're already like fuck this movie. I'm done. I want to talk about it. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, like my thoughts in it. it I feel like you guys kind of already said it. Is like, yeah. it, like I think that the best scenes were kind of when it got dreamy. Yeah. Um, fight scenes are fun. Fight scenes would are you, fairly fun. Would yeah, you recommend it? Kato gets the fun stuff. Seth Rogen's just being. He's, he's, he's doing that, that thing that's like. Ah, ah, like someone's like beating him up, and then he's like, the fart joke of the he, movie. Yeah, he's literally fighting one person. Kato fights eight people. That's like that's like every fight scene. It's like so it's like it's funny. They do it three times though, so it's like and and yeah. then they give him a gun. So it's like <laughs> I don't know, which I know is like a but that's part of the joke. But Nick just said he's like literally it's a fart joke. And he kills David. They kill David Harbor at the end of that movie. <laughs> which I mean, like okay, <laughs> sure, but yeah. at the same time, I was like. Man, could you imagine making a movie today where you just fucking kill David Harbour? <laughs> you can't. People would would revolt. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that They don't allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah when they did that for Stranger Things, they were like, all right, fine, we'll fucking bring him back. Jesus Christ. Seriously. You can't do that! <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, I will say that... Um, did, did, the only th- I, I I actually did enjoy some of the the, the car scenes in this right, um, but that's that's pretty much it. Like, there's really nothing else that I that I enjoyed about the movie. How, um, what, what what would you give it? In all honesty, scale of one to five, I'd probably give it like probably like on a on a good day a two and a half. Okay, but like but I like conservatively like right now what I'm feeling is like a two. So I gave it a two and a half. On and I gave it a three and a half. Okay. All right, easy there. Not, not I thought it was great. <laughs> Jesus. I can't dude. wait to give you a big green hornet. It's like literally a box seven. Yeah, what the fuck? Three and a half? I mean, it's like a seven out of ten. I'd give it a seven. That's yeah. high, man. It, it ends with that like terrible comic font. Like credit sequence. Yeah. But that looks so cheesy. It's a comic book. It has to do that. What are you saying right now? <laughs> 
It has to. It literally try like, dude. That that's what I'm saying is like this movie goes from from zero to a hundred with nothing in between, and it doesn't it doesn't sustain the the creative outburst that it has. Yeah, it just throws them out there. At least with like, and it's very sudden. Where it's like, we're gonna do this thing, and then it's like, then they do the thing, and then it's over. Yeah. and there's like eight Kados all of a sudden, and then there's like only one. And, and then, then it's like, ten oh, okay. minutes of Seth Rogen just being like, I want to have sex with you, Cameron Diaz. Let me put my hands on your that. body. <laughs> and it's like, what is and going on? Like, no. And her just being like, are you being serious? And him being like, no. And she's like, okay. And then he's yeah, like, I am serious, but I am. And and I'm also like, rich. I was like, oh my god, I need this to wrap up. Just please do something other than this. Yeah, and then like every villain scene is like, I'm still a villain, right? Yeah, which, which was like funny. it's funny. It's it was just, a funny bit know. until it wasn't. And I, I don't mind Crystal Waltz. Like I love Crystal. Yeah, he's Waltz. great. He he's arguably the best actor in this movie. Oh yeah, and, and, yeah. and he's arguably even the funniest actor in this movie. That's that that's me though. What like, a, I, what correlate? Because this was tricky. What correlations do you see between this and Watchmen? Oh, man. <laughs> They're now, superhero movies? Now, now, I will say that what's kind funny of. is that the themes... They're both as to superhero what, movies. ...as to what they're trying to do. Yep. Or, like, the goals they're trying to accomplish. Like, the Green Hornet just adds to the mythos of Watchmen. If you, <laughs> if you were to put these two guys... In the lineup of superheroes in Watchmen, they would yeah. have a different outlook on life than the yeah. than the fucking Watchmen peace. did. Yeah, that's literally because they're like, we're gonna pose as villains. No, none of those other guys did that. Like, which is which yeah. is you gotta give it to the Green Hornet for at least for at least uh, being. Although yeah. Doctor Doctor Manhattan does at the end say, "I will be the villain for the sake of peace." So oh. they are like, we will pose as villains. For the wow. not even as the, but they're like we're gonna pose as to be for, for, for yeah, yeah. To, be, to be the vigilantes that are like we're 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 kicking down meth labs. Yeah, seriously, like Rorschach is like I'm gonna commit to the movement so hard to the point where I'm a homeless man without the mask on. But, yeah, but with the mask on, I'm a god. So like. <laughs> Green Hornet is like he's a god without the mask on. He's like rich. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he wants some sort of responsibility. Like he wants more out of life. I got that vibe out of it. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is so bored with his own life uh, because he has anything that he ever wants that he's gonna become a superhero. Because I guess like to give us context to that, by the way, we just see Seth Rogen kiss a girl in all like ten of his cars or something like that. Yeah, that was wild. That was emotion. Um, that, but now I've like I, that's that's probably the only correlation I saw is that yeah. you know Green Hornet is trying to achieve peace in a different way, just like yeah. what Watchmen did in their movies. But other than that, I don't really see a whole lot of correlation between these two. Like Watchmen has no sense of humor. <laughs> Green Hornet is like practically an action comedy. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely some like like humorous moments in Watchmen where you're kind of like <laughs> whereas like Seth Rogen is like please fucking laugh at me yeah, I'm telling you you have to I am being as funny as can be I am on baby I am on and it's yeah. like I would love to hear Seth Rogen say like I am tired of Earth these people I am tired of being caught in the tangle of their lives and then do the laugh afterwards I would I would love <laughs> To hear that, I would love to just rewatch this movie. But I'm Seth just, Rogen plays Doctor Manhattan. I'm just envisioning the Green Hornet character coming to a standpoint like that. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, I'm so tired of being entangled with this bullshit. 
I'm just gonna kill everybody. It's it's so funny, dude. Oh I probably God. I probably love the movie even more at that at that point. But I, I do think that like you you have these two characters that don't really have superpowers. They pose as villains in an attempt to be a hero to bring some kind of um, resolution to the dilemma that they are facing. And in the end, you have this this guy who's saying like I'm a I'm a harbinger of peace only to discover that his version of peace is I'm working, but I'm keeping the peace with, by working with the mob, essentially. I'm working with Bloodnovsky here in order to maintain peace in LA. The same way Adrian is like, I will maintain peace by creating nuclear holocaust in these places and creating a common enemy. Yep. So I, I, I think that the correlations are definitely... interesting correlation. The correlations are definitely weak, but... I still there. Think, well, it's it, the the cool thing is that since they're both superhero movies and Watchmen has so much to say about yeah. people in that position, I think that it's regardless there are at least some base correlations here. But it's like once you get past like the base correlations, it's like there's little to know there. Agreed. I mean, like, it, but I think that that's good enough, honestly. Just because I, I think that 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 speaks to Watchmen's strength yeah. as a story all on its own that's why i was so thankful to watch the extra bits that i got to see because i just wanted more of that universe and i'm so invested that now i want to go and watch the fucking show just because it really does change the way you see i have heard the show is like terrible so be really okay well yeah, yeah let's see i mean i it's funny because i literally just heard that it was great today so i have no fucking idea yeah. to be fair uh, reviews said it was terrible like but reviews also that. said the movie was terrible so there is a good that, chance that we're going to see this and be like no actually this is like spectacular that is a that is a good that oh. is a good point now it's not done by Snyder, which is sad, but it is apparently a continuation of that universe. Yeah, so. it's not like it's not part of Alan Moore's like vision or anything like that. But and Snyder has nothing to do with it. But regardless, it's more Watchmen content. I'll let you know how it is after I finish all twenty four episodes of Rent a Girlfriend. Yes, hell yes, and Mando might get in the in the way of Jesus. Thirty three fucking episodes, and he still can't go on an episode without mentioning Star Wars. No, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm one day. Oh my god! But sorry, guys. I keep getting tattoos, so it's gonna get yeah. brought up either way. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> it's god. bad. Well, anyways, next yeah. week we've got quite a treat. Next week is our is our very first Easter special. That's what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> get ready, folks. That's right, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. But if you haven't listened to the episode, we are going to do for the shot. We have Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. Oh man. Cannot wait. I'm and, excited. And then to chase that down, we have Jim Carrey's apparently classic, yes. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. If you go on Jim Carrey's letterbox, it's like the number three movie he's ever made. And I'm like, are you serious? Bruce Almighty. Oh, Bro, so what a game-changing experience. The evangelical in me can't fucking wait to paint the walls watching these movies. <laughs> yep. One movie that I loved and one movie that I felt so guilty about all the time that, that it actually existed. <laughs> Like I still think about, yeah. Seriously, literally. I still feel a little bit of that shame, and now yeah. I'm like, Which movie this movie made you feel shame. Bruce Almighty. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I felt a deep shame during the Passion of the Christ. A deep yeah. shame. A lot of people did. So I want to make sure you're not one of those people that no, was like, right. I need to call the police yeah. and, and turn myself in for whatever crimes I've committed because the Passion of the Mel Gibson's vision of the Passion <laughs> of the Christ affected Compelled me so me. fucking much. Embarrassing. <laughs> that guy got struck by lightning on that fucking cross. <laughs> apparently, according to myth. According so, to myth. Can't wait to get in. Can't there wait next to see week. the Passion of the Christ too. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you guys so much for listening to us this, yes. this evening ramble about superhero movies and the incredible Zack Snyder. Matt, where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, we're under shot, the letter N, chaser pod. Awesome. You can also find us on uh, Twitter. We are the shot and the chaser podcast or at shot chaser pod 22. You can also find us on Instagram. We are the shot and the chaser pod. Just one word. Uh, we are the most active on our Instagram. So feel free to hit us up on there and we can uh, go over any sort of movie recommendations that you have. If you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, if you want to tell Please. us how great Kevin Feige is. That's fine. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> but until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much and have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>